0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pass First Podcast. It's been a while. We've been gone on uh, various different adventures that you may end up hearing about. I'm here with our resident uh, Twitter posting expert, Max George. That's why I'm here. And we're all big boys. We're employed. That's why we're we're late. Yes. But now we're back. And I'm here with our resident Twitter liking expert, David Booley.
1: How's it going? He knows all the best stuff. All <laughs> content doesn't
0: get through him. Man, they have no idea what we're talking about right now. Um,
1: all, what are you talking about? All content goes through me. Yes, that's true. He is Mister Twitter.
0: One man lurks. One man tweets. That's our that's our uh, roles we have here. Um, the NBA is moving. They're all, Everyone's making their little pilgrimages down to Orlando. Um, staying in various uh, nice r- hotels ranging from nice to Motel 6 and testing. Hey, it's
1: not the WNBA place.
0: Yeah, testing some some positive for coronavirus. No players, uh, as far as I know, that were traveling have tested, but they've had weird things with like crew and stuff. Most people are already down there. I know Harden and Westbrook aren't yet. But it's things are slowly but surely moving into place for the creation of our little Florida bubble.
1: I can't wait. And I also can't wait to see the uh, Guangdong Flying Nets. Because their entire team is made up of guys that haven't been in the league for two years.
2: What are you talking about, dude? Jamal Crawford, man. Like, his last game, he had like 51 points, man. He's a hooper.
1: I thought fifty-one was how many the Suns lost by in that game.
2: Yeah, no, it, it probably could have been, uh, but yeah, no, it's hilarious that the that the Nets are primarily going to be filled with um, you know G League talent.
1: Michael Beasley is the one that did it for me, because I'm pretty sure he hasn't been in the league for a full year at least.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. no, he was part of the uh, he was part of the mean team last year
3: in uh, oh, in L.A.
1: Yeah, Uh, we'll see how he fits in with Brooklyn culture. Uh, I don't know. You mean he's gonna catch coronavirus and opt out? Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not waiting for uh, Wizards Nets on TNT. I don't care if I if I have nothing else to do and I'm stuck in quarantine. I'm probably not watching that.
0: (laughs) I, I will. I think I will. I'm that starved, gentlemen. I need some. I need some basketball. Today we're having
1: watching like MLS or any of that stuff. No, that's back. Right? I don't.
0: I don't watch soccer. No, I'll watch like Champions League, maybe a little Premier League, but I don't touch the MLS. I'm actually against the MLS. I don't like their format. I don't. uh, F1 racing is back. Formula One is back.
1: We had Marbula One the entire time, though. That's where people put marbles on tracks and they just kind of go down, and you bet on. Which oh, I saw wins. that. Nice. The name Marbula One is fantastic.
0: Very clever. Um, so we're having an interesting episode of the show today. Instead of having multiple different segments, we're having one large segment and one that could get pretty out of control. It is, Would You Rather's NBA Edition so we've each come up with uh somewhere between five and ten would you rather questions that we are going to give to our fellow co-hosts and debate discuss figure out how we would you know approach these very strange or uh unique situations they're important questions you don't undermine them all right fair enough um before we jump into that (laughs) well, <laughs> any <laughs> any other any other news you guys want to talk about before we before we go uh, about the NBA?
1: The controversy surrounding the food is really interesting because Ennis Cantor posted a picture of a complete feast that he had, whereas guys like Joe Ingles and Troy Daniels are showing like cafeteria meals. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but so it seems like what um, I I something.
0: think. I forget who said it. It might have been, it, I don't think it was Shams or Woj, but it was someone like on that beat who said like, for two days of, they're were, they're were having two days of like a early like quarantine or something before they get into the bubble, and that's like when they have the weird the like airplane food, and then after they're like in, then it's back to much much better food. Okay, so I don't know. That
1: makes sense because once everyone's in and the you know, they're calling it the bubble that's set. You can live in there like a normal hotel, more or less.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, basically it's like, you know, you before you're in, you want to use a lot of disposable stuff because they don't want someone get putting the virus on a plate and then bring it back or anything. But once they know everyone in there doesn't have the virus, then they can reuse things. They can share things. It doesn't matter. Ah. I'm not sick, guys. I swear. God bless. Hugh,
1: <laughs> you, you're not. You're gonna uh, make it so that we, we can't bring the out. media people in Orlando. <laughs> we, this was our chance to make it big, and now you're gonna be sneezing all over David Aldridge, and they're not gonna let
0: us. <laughs> not gonna give us our media passes that we definitely have.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how like the commentary and stuff goes from the NBA. Like once the game starts, cause I'm pretty sure they're not bringing any live commentators in. Are they not? I thought. I figured that would be kind of the same. I thought, for some reason, I thought they were going to do it remotely. Like, just not put not having them stay in the bubble. Uh, there's going to be, like, a, a stream lag yeah them away. watching the exactly. game. Uh, that's going to be terrible. Uh, I don't know if that's definitely going to happen, but that is at least back when... I haven't heard about it in a while, but back when they were talking about plans for the bubble, it didn't seem like they were ever included. Yeah,
1: well... I so, mean,
0: so, as long as Mike and Tommy are safe, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, they're no, they wouldn't be going anyway. It's, it's, all, it's all national now, I, I would guess. We can spare Kyle Draper and Abby Chin if we have to, but wow. protect the old guys. All right, David, kick us off. What's your first would-you-rather? Shock the world.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> going with the picture that's already there in the center, I... Uh, I'm gonna say, would you I'm gonna say, would you rather this this one comes with context, would you rather be Dion Waiters on the Heat or Mario Chalmers on the Heat? Now, if you're Dion Waiters, you are this is this is this is going back maybe one or two years where, you know, Dwayne Wade was in the twilight of his career. He was, you know, past his prime. And it's essentially the offense runs through you despite what your coaches said. Don't win a lot of games, but you get to feel great about yourself because you hit all of the big
0: shots because you take all of the shots. You take on Tim Hardaway Jr. Win.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you go, you go back and forth with Tim Hardaway Jr. Or you be Mario Chalmers on the heat, which is someone who is, relatively unknown you know maybe makes a couple nice plays every now and again but is undermined by the surrounding talent that uh you are with you know be on the team with someone like the big three be a starter but not necessarily you know be the best player so would you rather be Dion waiters on the heat or mario chalmers on the heat
0: so are we talking would you rather have their either or of their careers
2: I was kind of doing it more of like the perspective of the situations they were in. Like, like, would you rather be? I mean, I guess it was a fun way of framing. Would you rather be the best player on a bad team or an okay player on a great team?
0: Oh, Mario Chalmers. If we're
1: in their bodies, like, do I have Dion (laughs) Waiters' um, body? Which is
2: yes, you have. uh, You have uh, Dion Waiters' tolerance to gummies.
0: I was gonna say, are you able to just yeah? All right, Um, I'm taking. Well, here's the thing: if you're Dion Waiters and you're on a you know
2: underwhelming heat team, you get to do whatever you want as an NBA player. Like you get, like it comes with being Dion Waiters. Comes with being the best player on an NBA team. You know, uh, taking thirty shots every night. Being a relatively good player, but just, you know, known for being, you know, the fall guy if the team plays bad.
0: I'll take Chalmers. I'm taking Chalmers, hands down. I I have a
1: feeling he has rings. I have a feeling he's made more money in his career. And I think he'll be I doubt that I think his legacy is more memorable than Dion Waiter's so like to take a page
0: out of Scal's book. Like, I'm going to be just inflating my numbers on those championship teams to everyone I talk to for decades to come. Like, by the time I'm 50, and, like, I'm talking to kids who are, like, in their 20s, I'm going to be like, yeah, me and LeBron just, just back and forth scoring. LeBron oops it up to me. I oop it up to him. back. Like, I yeah, I'm just twisting that story further and further while people just stare at my rings.
3: Hmm.
0: He was a starter, too. I don't think...
1: I mean, he was... Maybe the fifth or sixth best player on a championship team. It's better than anything Dion Waiters
0: has done. He had some really good games, like where he was a, like the number two or three guy on that team. Chalmers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think I mean he sputtered out really fast. Like yeah, you that's could true. Tell that he was a product of the system, but it was a good system, and he was successful in it. So. I mean, there's a legacy there. It was probably easier. Just, well, he would have longer seasons and stuff, and he had to keep up with the expectations of someone like LeBron. But, like, it's a less taxing game-to-game, you know. If you have less responsibility. So, ultimately, less falls on you. Whereas, like, if you are a Dion Waiters, I'm not sure when he was the best player on the Heat. I don't really remember that. But... Um. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like there's less validity to that. There's nothing to really brag about there.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess for Dion Waiters, you kind of just the, uh, you know, you kind of have to like live in the time that you're living in. Like you, you have to like kind of make the most of your situation. Like for the few years that you're actually decent.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, I don't. I'm actually gonna look that up about Mark. Chalmers and uh, Dion Waiters because I think I would think Mario Chalmers made less money because you're you have to you know share your contracts with you know LeBron Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch Ray Allen
3: yeah David what's your
2: pick it. I would probably pick um, I'd probably pick uh, I'd, I'd probably go Mario Chalmers route you know you do get your name in a history book uh, you do get you know One or two championship rings. Uh,
0: I can't remember if he was there for 2012, but two, definitely uh, two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was there till the demise. Yeah, but uh, that's enough. That's
1: enough, Mario Chalmers
0: for a year. Um, Yeah, we'll call it a career for Chalmers. Good, a good run, man. Have fun in China. Well, he might show up on the nets. Who knows? True. Um, He plays in Greece right now. Oh, okay. Do you want to go next? Um, sure. Oh, man, guys, I don't know which one to pick. Let's go with something modern, something relevant to the NBA right now. Would you rather be on the L.A. Lakers or the L.A. Clippers for the restart? Hmm, that's a good one.
1: With the... Uh, am I
0: myself? You're like, alright, you're like, uh... A... Like a seventh man. Okay, you're like one of the. You're like a. uh... What's his name? Our boy, um, on the Bucks. Pat. Pat yeah, you're like a Pat Connaughton. So maybe you're like an eighth or a ninth man. But like, you know what I mean. You're you're yeah. you're like a bench guy. You 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 get the job, and you're not at really at risk of being cut. But like, you could totally see at one of those deadlines, you know, something happening. Um, sorry, Pat. I'll say. The the factors that I have that I kind of took into consideration is that with if you're on the Lakers, there's definitely a lot more pressure pressure from LeBron, kind of looking down on you, like you better not screw this up, man. If you like, you better not or Smith us. But then J.R. Smith was now
1: on the Lakers.
0: Yeah, yeah, true, true. Maybe you can deflect now. Um, but then at the same time. At the same time you might have a better shot to win because you're playing with LeBron. LeBron could feed you a little bit, like there's good feed you literally with his clout, um, where he gets you through your team probably better food for some reason. And also feed you by giving good passes. But then if you're with the Clippers, no one's probably bothering you. Kawhi's not breathing down your neck. There's just an expectation to do your job. But at the same time, there's also not that like drive and the Clippers might not have as good a chance to win.
1: Personally I'd choose the Clippers. They seem like a better environment in general. I've never envied the the role players on a LeBron team just because that's all you'll ever be. Um I yeah, the Clippers I mean I I would argue that they have a better, you know, more desperate mentality because they've never won anything before. And other than Kawhi. And it would be a really historic moment. I think it's more fun to win the first championship for a team that's really memorable versus just being another wacky on a LeBron team. So give me Landry
0: Shamit. I want to be him. Boom. (laughs) Sinestro. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to second that. I'm going to just, you know, make my pick. I want the Clippers. Um, Give me Zubach. Zubach, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Zuboch. Zuboch, that's what I thought. Yeah, give me Zuboch. You know, I'll take my uh I'll take my couple. Maybe maybe if I can develop well enough, they'll make me into a six man of the year. They're pretty good at that. Um but Zubotch just is not going to be a six man of the year. Hey, but... hey, you got to believe. People didn't think that about Harold either at the he, beginning. Yeah, but Zubats is the starter. That's why Harold can be the six. Man. Yeah, but but exactly. And when a when a worse guy comes in, maybe they make him the starter and then just complete continue to rig the six man award. Um, Joakim Noah will be starting in no time. <laughs> so I uh, I definitely like the idea of just I'm a pretty focused person in general in terms of like when I have a job to do to get done. Um, so i think we're one podcast behind you okay yes but like my main job if i'm in a bubble and there are no distractions i'm gonna focus my stuff done and i'm going to i'm not gonna need the pressure and the deflection of like the lebron show i I don't want to get like kevin loved where it's just like it's all his fault that they're losing um so yeah i'm pretty pretty content with the clippers and i think the clippers are a better team anyway so i'd want to be in the clippers so
2: you said you said like eighth ninth rotation.
0: Uh yeah yeah, yeah right around that. A role
2: player. All right. I, listen, if I'm going to be the eighth or ninth rotation player on a championship team, I am going to want to make the most of my situation. I'm going to be on the Lakers because if Alex Caruso played for the Clippers, no one would no one would care about it. No one would no one would pay attention to him. He would not he would have no clout. He would have no following. He would not, you know, he wouldn't exist practically in the NBA. He'd just be, you know, oh yeah, look at this uh this white man that can duck, essentially. But the fact that he is on a LeBron team that gets it does get scrutinized, you know, it does get a lot of the toxic limelight, but at the same time, if you're going to be that only your, your ceiling essentially is a ethernet guy on a, on a championship team. If that's your ceiling, then I'm going to want to make the most out of it. I'm going to want to, you know, get brand deals with local pizza chains. I'm going to want to do as much, you know, marketing and as publicity as possible just to extend the lifespan of, you know, my NBA career, you know, or at least people talking about me. So, I, you know, as much as it would be nice, you know, I I, I still hate the Lakers. Don't get me wrong. And, and and being on a LeBron team, I feel like that would definitely be something that would uh, take some adjusting to. And you know, I don't, I can't say whether LeBron is a good teammate or not. But uh, at least you know, you gotta get like the fact that it's like, oh, you know, you could feel pretty confident about your team because you are playing with someone who's been to eight straight NBA finals. So.
3: Hmm.
0: Fair enough. I think it's a win-win either way. Yeah, except for one will lose. Yeah. <laughs> Max, tee us up. All right. We know where we're going here.
1: Um, would you? Ra- this is a three-way. All right. You have three choices. Would you rather fight Ron Artest, Dennis
0: Rodman, or Stephen Jackson? Ron Artest. To. Steven Jackson, who? And Dennis Rodman. Oh, man.
1: Those are your three choices. You're in a ring. They're standing shoulder to shoulder. You're locked in a steel cage. You have to pick one of them to fight. Who is it?
0: And they're all mad about something. All right, that's the question. What are they mad about? I don't know. Uh,
1: They're going to make... Well, let's say they're not mad. It's They really, you know, All these guys are retired. Let's say they're short on funds, and whoever wins this fight gets a lot of money, so they want it.
2: Wait, so this is this is like retired as in like where they are now, or are they like NBA shape? Because, like, I don't care if like 60 year old Dennis Rodman tries to eat my ass. Let's
1: say for let's say they're in their prime, each one, three of the toughest guys ever.
0: I'm going Dennis Rodman, okay. Why is that? Um. Actually, I lied. Wait. Okay. <laughs> this is so hard. I'm, I'm withdrawing my choice for a second. You said Ron okay. Artest is yeah, in his prime. Peace. Yeah, exactly. But like, exactly. When in his prime? Because is he pro world peace at this point, or is he? I yeah, was thinking so he
1: was. I was thinking yes. he
0: was malice in the palace. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I'm going Dennis uh, Rodman then.
1: I'm thinking it's Den- it's Ron Artest, Mouse on the Palace, Dennis Rodman. Like he has the mentality of the bad boys Pistons, and he's just crazy. He's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um. And then Steven Jackson is just himself at yeah. any given time. Um,
0: then I'm definitely. Serious. Yeah, yeah. I I'd,
2: I'd say I'd say Ron Artest because like Ron Artest, Ron Artest is hilarious. Like. He is he's a really – I feel like, you know, if, in the process of him, you know, beating the crap out of me, I feel like I would be able to, like, you know, make him laugh or, like, say something funny.
1: That's your you know? defense mechanism? That, listen,
2: well, like, he's hes a jokester. Like, you saw, even at the malice at the palace, he was, like, lying down on the scorer's table. Like, he didn't care, you know? Like, the whole—the only reason he got upset was because someone threw a drink at him. As long as I don't do that, I think I should be good.
0: Well, this is why I'm you know? going or, or I
2: try to be, you know –
0: This is why I go with Rodman. It's because I'm a pretty weird dude. I like weird stuff. I feel like I could try to, you know, get weird with him. And, you know, maybe, 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 you know, it might hurt. Might not be a pleasant experience. I might not look back on it fondly, but I don't think I'll die. And that's the goal right now is to avoid death.
1: See, I think I've
0: used that against
1: Rodman because I think he's too unpredictable.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. He, He is a crazy man at some times.
1: Like, like I feel like he, he would go, he would
0: go beyond the bell or something like that, you know. It's possible, but like again, I, I I wouldn't recommend him for you, but I think I can get pretty weird. I'm I'm
1: personally taking Ron Artest just because he's the only one of the three where I've really seen, like his good side, before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Dennis Rodman is always either weird or serious, and Stephen Jackson is just always serious. I have seen Ron Artest have a goofy side to him. I know he has a family. I don't know if the other guys do. And uh, you know, I think just at the end of the day our test would be like you know, like all right, you had a good fight. I put you down. We're going to stop there. I'll even help you up after and then I'll, you know, yeah, smile that. it off I and I'll that. make my way off, you know. Yeah. I feel like Rodman would give you an extra few kicks while you were down and Stephen Jackson just I don't know. I I think he's too scary in general. <laughs> I think Meta World Peace is, he he changed his name to Meta World Peace. He's also been panda lover. So whatever stage, yeah, of, career yeah. he's in, whatever stage of his career he's in, I know there's a soft spot in there. What's his so name right now? Like, it's it's Ron Artest again. It is. Yeah, because his son uh plays at some college like According- Nevada or something like that and he's Ron Artest the second, so
0: I googled. Had to change his name back to Ron Artest. I'm pretty sure. According to this, it's Meta Sandiford Artest. So he's 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 Artest. Meta Artest. Okay. Yeah, Meta Artest.
1: Okay, because his son is Ron Artest II, mm-hmm. and plays nothing like him at all. I I found out that he was on a Division One team. It's I think it's like a Sun Belt team or something like that. Like he's not a big time recruit. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And I know that he's kind of like a coach dad, too. So Ron Artest is my choice. Wouldn't want to do any of them, but if I had to
0: choose. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: my choice as well. All right. so Dave, we're back to you. Yeah, I'll take Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Okay.
2: All right. So this Would You Rather I've seen a bunch of times on uh, NBA Twitter. Well, I've kind of, like, narrowed it down to this – so, would you rather have Steph's shooting or Giannis's physique? Hmm.
0: I have a lot of factors going into this. Like you just have those
2: two aspects about who they are. What is like my you're so as tall as strong as Giannis? So not my... necessarily... Skilled or you know skilled, yeah, and you are just as good shooting as Steph, but not as good as a play. You know, guaranteed not as good at you know, not guaranteed that you're a playmaker or you know, you're at
0: <laughs> so, I think the million dollar question is, do I have Steph shooting in this body of mine?
2: Yes, like <laughs> All you, right, you, it is. It is, I'm in Giannis. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's say like from a basketball perspective, like trying to win.
0: Still, then d- double down on Giannis. Giannis is going to retire with more championships than Curry. You heard it here first. Yeah,
1: but do you have Hugh Gaffney's skill in Giannis' body? Because that's a that's a All right, one.
0: gentlemen. I have the athleticism required to carry this. I just... Steph Curry, that means quick. And I do not have speed. But if I have Giannis' body, the speed is there.
2: Yeah, you have like all of the the physical gifts of Giannis. Maybe not like the handling, but
0: also know, things outside, that
2: can be worked out.
0: Outside of my skin burning, I'm a pretty durable person, so I feel like I may be somewhat injury resistant. I'm taking Giannis.
3: Mm. Never broke a bone. Rick's, never had any yeah. serious
0: sprains. Like I'm pretty. I'm pretty durable. Played a lot of sports growing up. Didn't didn't really get hurt this is a tough one for me because because you are obsessed impo- with shooting
3: well
1: yeah that <laughs> and you're not implying that we're in the NBA right like it's just when I wake up tomorrow well, I have that, I, I, that body or that skill
2: it's it's more like it's more like okay you have to play a basketball game your life depends on it would you rather like strictly from a basketball perspective, like not so this is Giannis. like some permanent change to your life?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I would do the Giannis one because I think I also if I keep, if I'm keeping my skill, I think I would be able to finagle Giannis's physique into a win on the basketball court. Hmm. Whereas in my six foot sleight of frame, it doesn't really matter if I can shoot like Steph if I have the same I wouldn't call them limitations because I'm not an unathletic person, but if my life depends on it, I'd go with something that's a bit more you know, that's All right. a bit more All easy right. I'll, I'll make
2: this I'll make this more interesting or more fair, I guess. Would you rather have Steph Curry shooting in handling or Giannis's physique? If Giannis like, you physique. have the dribble moves also included. Still Giannis. Really?
0: Can't teach height?
1: Yeah, and it's his whole physique too. Because like, like even if you don't have as much skill at that point, like there aren't too many people just in general that could guard you, no matter what your skill was. If I
0: pulled a Steph Curry and built a super team with Kevin Durant and I was Giannis, I'd have like six rings. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. What I I'd take, still, dude? I'd still take Steph Curry because, like, I don't know. You just at that point, like. Like, I guess, I guess I'm guess i not looking from the play, you know, play a game of your life dependent upon it. I feel like, you know, it'd be really fun to pull up from half court and know it's going in.
0: Well, one thing I did consider originally with the question was, like, just, like, injuries. Like, I'm so much more susceptible to getting, like, Gordon Haywarded when I'm Giannis just diving, like, at the basket every single play. But then again, Steph gets injured all the time. So I went back to Giannis again.
1: Yeah, Steph has like little ballerina ankles.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't want, uh, I don't want most people in the NBA landing on those.
1: I going off of this one, I had a very similar one on my list. It was shoot like Curry and Clay, or dunk like Gordon and Levine.
0: Shoot hmm. like Curry and Clay for sure.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd say that, because that's just, dunking is not productive to team basketball. <laughs> oh,
0: ask, no, okay. ask Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine which one they'd prefer. <laughs>
1: yeah, actually. <laughs> I Just in terms of my personal achievement, I might choose the dunking, just
0: because I feel like that's a bigger flex. If you told Aaron Gordon he could shoot like Steph Curry if he never dunked a basketball again, <laughs> I think he would do it.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I'm not making money to do it. I'm just doing it to, you know, wow some people on the court and go home. Yeah,
0: that's true. Max Hobbs over here.
1: It's like a skill. You just wake up tomorrow. There's nothing different about you. There's nothing different about your life. What skill would you rather have tomorrow?
0: You're just Max Hobbs. You start an Instagram account, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I better start it fast because TikTok's going to get taken down. I got to capitalize on the truth. (laughs) all right by the way guys
2: uh, i want to revisit something so i did the num i did the numbers okay the numbers were done and so far in dion waiter's career he has made more than twice as much as mario chalmers
0: and that doesn't even count the money syracuse paid him under the table we know what happened then again then again chalmers went to kansas so who are we talking to um, yeah,
1: you did you just dox your own school?
0: You know, I I, <laughs> I <laughs> think I'm pretty sure we got right fined now? for like years. I we got we got scholarship stripped for the last ten years, so I don't know if I could do more damage. Wait,
1: for the last ten years?
0: Yeah, we've had like scholarship restrictions for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and basketball is basketball. Was it Carmelo? No, I think it was Fab Mello. <laughs> nice. That was worth it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably what it was. It was they did some like shady they did some shady stuff and then like the Brazilian mob went after him and now he's dead. <laughs> something happened to that really guy. It, it's very mysterious. If yeah. if you trace it all the way up, it might have something to do with that. Sad.
0: Yeah. Oh well. But um yeah, good for good for 14. Dion. He can buy all the edibles he wants. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Hugh, what's your next topic? We're going with we're going with a spicy one, boys. Yeah, we're going with a spicy one. Would you rather have a night in LA with LeBron James or a night in New York City with J.R. Smith?
1: Ooh. Oh, okay. LA with LeBron, not even close. Yes. I'd agree. Not even close to you. So I don't know why you would even give spending time with J.R. Smith, like
0: because I've thought about this thought. a lot. I've thought about this a lot, and LeBron's I'm glad a, you have. LeBron's a dad. You know he he's he's got a family.
3: He's yeah, he loves uh,
0: twenty one on. year olds. He might just on, take man. you out for Taco Tuesday at like you know six o'clock, and then you have, you know have go home, have like a family movie, do some TikTok dances. Like I'm a little worried. The other thing is LeBron's so famous that you might just be surrounded by like obnoxious like paparazzi and stuff everywhere you yeah, go. Yeah, And then you get to say, Yeah, I'm with LeBron. True, true. Yeah. And
1: okay. there's all this photographic evidence of you hanging out with LeBron and then you're yeah. like famous overnight. It's but, a win win.
0: But what's your story really like? Oh, yeah, me and LeBron went here, and he was famous, and we went here, and he was famous. Or is it like, yeah, me and JR, you know what type of just tomfoolery was had in Manhattan?
1: Yeah, what he, nonsense? He, 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 ch- he chugged two handles of Henny and passed out in 45 minutes, and then I had to watch him all night.
0: <laughs>
1: no, see. That's, that's my <laughs> evening with JR.
0: See, I i follow you i don't think he passes out i think he, he it, it gets wild man i think he's using them them celebrity privileges to do some shady stuff i think you might get arrested that night i think i you, i mean you're not ending the night with your shirt on and maybe not with yeah. your pants either i just i you have may, a lot of questions. You may be
2: uh you may end up throwing bowls of soup off the brooklyn bridge
1: <laughs> yeah I, I just in general like i'd much rather like just basically i've I've never been, but I feel like I'd rather be in L.A. in the first place. See,
0: I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a New York person. They got... Okay. The, the nightlife in New York is strong. And everything's so close together that you could, you know, t- uh, take a cab to here and then there. And you're just... You could hit so many places in one night. Especially I mean, with your boy, JR.
1: I don't have much perspective. The last time I was in New York City, I was like 13. So I didn't get much of the nightlife the only nightlife that we had was that we were walking past a long line for a bakery, and we met Matt Bonner. Huh, nice. That was the closest thing to nightlife that we had. It was pretty exciting. It's probably not as exciting as going clubbing with J. R. Smith, but
0: I was in Brooklyn um, last January, and uh, yeah, did not did not see much nightlife. Saw a lot of crime. I thought you were going to say you saw Matt Bonner too. No, <laughs> it's no, like oh my god, he's everywhere. No, but uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely uh, uh yeah i'm take i'm taking new york i don't care i'm doing it
3: hmm.
0: i hang on. so what you you would rather this <laughs> this is telling me a lot about your,
1: your personality you'd rather have like a tmz arrested yes night than like a really just like cool laid
0: back family lebron night <laughs> yes let okay. me also point out that uh the 4th of july was last weekend No, I did not get arrested, but I watched one of the five greatest American athletes in history, um, Joey Chestnut, break his own record for most hot dogs eaten in uh, 10 minutes. Mm. And it made me think, and I texted this to a good friend of the show and Clout Watch enthusiast, Justin Janis, that Mm. if I was to see Joey Chestnut and LeBron James on the sidewalk, I can say with certainty I would be more starstruck by Joey Chestnut. With certainty. I'm not going to lie to
1: you. I wouldn't have known what Joey Chestnut looked like until like two days ago.
0: He's a a legend. I've watched tournaments of years past. I watched him take down Kobayashi. I've watched him against Matt Stoney. It's, you know, just, 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 he's a gladiator. It's the, I've, I, the five greatest athletes in American history, by the way, are Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, uh, Joey Chestnut, Babe Ruth, and Michael Phelps. I think it's pretty cool that a lot of people, you know, living today, your parents got to see four of them live or live through that. But, um, yeah. So I, do you know, my, what's your problem with LeBron? He just doesn't, he's just so lame. I really don't think I so lame when he, when I, he, think posts he goes, goes, I think he
2: covers his ass a lot. I think yeah, think he goes out a, a lot more than you think.
1: Yeah. Really? The way that you phrase like the, the facade that he has of being a family man means that his, like, social profile is working on you. Because there is no way in hell that LeBron James does not have a super
0: fun life. Okay, fair. He probably has fun, but just, like, I don't know. He's, he's old, man. He's old. JR's like, old. What yeah, but JR doesn't about? feel old. <laughs> jr feels chairs like uh, he's that on veteran minimum deals he's old
1: i didn't yeah. see yeah but JR i didn't see lebron shirtless on.
0: chugging henny at a parade okay
1: i i just know that i wouldn't be able to keep up with jr and i feel like i would have less of a good time i, I would, would much rather have like really really expensive also if right. if lebron's paying like, I'm going to have the night of my life. I'm going to have the most expensive meals ever. It's going to be awesome. If, if there is I not... feel like JR is not going to, you know, indulge me very much.
0: If there is not an element of fear in this night, then I'm not satisfied. And JR, in the middle of New York City, is bringing the fear. Dave, we're learning a lot about Hugh's ambitions. Like, I'm oh, yeah, dead serious no, about this.
2: <laughs> so, I actually had a very similar, uh, would you rather, but mine... Um mine's a little different so uh, would you rather go out drinking with jr or smoke weed with clay Thompson
3: <laughs> oh
0: smoke with clay yeah I'll take clay on that one
2: yeah I, I, I I'd take clay because I feel like he'd just you know he'd start getting into that uh what is that that Kaiser Pirmiente commercial you know he's talking about like what is failure like that would, that would he'd just get into like one of those like really deep talks and just go on for like an hour.
0: I'd want to like I want to do that chill. and then just like play 2K with him but like at the beach. Find a way to play 2K at the beach with Clay. That's all I want. Honestly,
2: honestly, if you're with Clay Thompson, you're pro- he's probably high. So, you're getting I, that, you're getting the same experience.
1: I honestly don't know. I really think that like his genuine personality is just like a a teddy bear.
0: I'm with <laughs> you. you. Know, I don't like, think he's high most of the time. I was going to yeah. Really, yeah. I really I I think
1: his. I don't think he has much of a persona of being a stoner. I could see it, and it would be awesome. But I, I think his just general personality is just like that, which would make the experience even better. Because who can even imagine what he's like when he is high?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Easy. Next up, Max. What do you got for us? Um. All right. This is a very.
1: This is an interesting one. Would you rather have? Alright, so you're in your regular body right now, okay? okay? Everything is the same except for these two qualities. Would you rather have Alex Caruso's hair or Anthony Tolliver's eyes?
2: Oh <laughs> what? I got a look of Anthony Tolliver's eyes. I know exactly
0: yeah. what you're talking about. Especially because I had to pull it up for the graphic for this image. This is this Anthony Tolliver has been a, a running <laughs>
1: avatar of this podcast. Um, mostly, actually, due to David's mom's interaction with him in an airport, and from here on out, he has been almost our little mascot, and he has the creepiest eyes. He has seen...
3: <laughs> is it and... bad
0: that I'd prefer Anthony Tolliver's eyes to Anthony Bennett's eyes? Uh, Yeah, no. It, it's okay to have an opinion,
2: <laughs> but your
1: opinion is wrong. Okay. Oh my
2: uh... gosh, I'm looking up these pictures of Anthony Tolliver's eyes. <laughs> Yeah, you can Google it. Saying. Like, it's
1: a thing. People acknowledge that they're bad. <laughs> um, so, like, let's, let's say, you know, you even out, like, the skin tones and maybe the color, but, like, the shape and just the sadness is what you have in your face. And then if you're Alex Caruso, you're the same exact person, but suddenly your hairline is, like, just gone.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the tall of her eyes for sure.
3: That's okay. actually uh, that's yeah.
0: that's an enhancement to me. Really? Yes.
1: Your eyes aren't that bad.
0: No, not, together, not, not not a, not an bad. eye enhancement. Not an eye enhancement, but just the it's the uh, the intangibles that that come with it. You know, like you can uh, the intimidation factor rises a couple points. The um, I don't think it's intimidation. I feel like you see him and it's just like, oh, what happened? Yeah. But... So then sympathy goes up. I don't know. I feel like I need a wild card in my deck. I'm a pretty like average Joe. Hmm. So, you know, okay. I guess I get weird eyes, but that same like I said, if I want to get weird with Dennis Rodman, like I gotta have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was a tough one, but I
1: do enjoy my hair a lot. Yeah, and balding is
0: terrifying.
1: You know what I know that I look terrible wearing a hat, so <laughs> I just know that I could not pull off like being a Bald or anything like that, and I can't just wear a headband around in public to try to compensate for it. So I guess I'll do taller eyes as well.
0: Word, I'm not sure how my genetic lottery has fallen in terms of uh balding. So maybe if I found if I knew for a fact I'd be like balding by 25, then I'd just say all right, you know, speed it up by a couple of years, I guess. But see, no. like you said, you
1: wanted a wild card. That's a wild card to have when you're 21 years old.
0: That's true.
1: That's true. It's like who's like... that guy with like the you know
0: the hair is just kind of taped on his head yeah but like by the time i'm 50 it's not much of a wild card anymore it's just back to average well you
1: could get a sense of what it's like to have both because anthony tolliver is bald true that's
0: true i'll take both complete the look i want to be anthony tolliver guys you're just short white anthony tolliver yes yeah make it happen america genies if you're listening David Booley. Next. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Chief?
2: Well, okay, this is a good one, I think, at least. I think this is my you know, most thinker Let's one. Let's get so crazy. Would you rather win one championship but have your career cut short by injuries so you play like four to six years or be a dominant player for more than a decade and a guaranteed Hall of Famer who never won a ring?
0: Now, when you say dominant player for more than a decade, that means like, so we're talking about like Charles Barkley. Yeah,
1: someone like Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. You're like Charles Barkley or like you're Yao Ming and you won a ring or something like that.
2: Well, uh, you're, you're the best. You're one of the, you're one of the best, if not the best player on the team that won
1: the championship. Yeah. And your career is only like five years yeah so
2: let's say like Kevin Durant wins in you know 2012 and tears his ACL like the very next year
1: never plays it again yeah mm. i I'd, I'd take no ring i i think the the injury process wouldn't be worth it
0: yeah i'll take no if ring. you
1: if you get the full career you make more money uh, um that's just, you you don't get the pain of injury you make more money and you have just a longer career you're relevant for
0: longer i think that's more fulfilling than having a ring for me it's just like yes it would really bother me to not have a ring but one it's a lot of pain that comes with those injuries like just a lot of time in the hospital that's just like i don't if i can avoid that i will and then also um I make a ton of money. Like Charles Barkley is loaded. So if I, you know, if I have that level of fame and I get to and play, he's not that sad about it either. Like, uh yeah, uh, you know, he, yeah, it's, I like, I think I would be more sad than even he is because, like, I really, I, I mean, anytime any I make any sports debate, I'm always like rings, rings, rings. Like I'm a big rings guy, and so it would definitely get to me. Like I'm winning above all else, but uh. Yeah, I just I wouldn't want to spend all the time in the hospital and then not make money. Like it's like so many, yeah, it's too many down factors. A ring's mm. not worth all of that if you can. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, yeah I
2: probably, I definitely go, I definitely go with the, you know,
0: I'd honestly, like I'd probably retire at like you know thirty seven or whatever, and then chase a ring as a coach. Hmm. Probably what I that's would do. A good Or go on TV and remain relevant for years to come. Yeah, but again, I'd have to satisfy that competitive itch, at least me. But, uh, all right, so we're going to move on to one coaching-related. Gentlemen, would you rather be a general manager of an NBA team or a coach of an NBA team? Would Hmm. you rather be Brad Stevens or Danny Ainge? Uh. Um I, I'd say general
1: manager for me. Um, I feel like it's a more. I, you get the same. I I think you get the same connection with the players if you do it right. And I, just in terms of being in the terms of a position, it seems more interesting day to day. I personally don't know too much about drawing up plays. This is what concerns me about. Like being an AAU coach for my kids or something like that. I do not know how to draw up plays or do stuff like that. I know how to, you know, scout talent and make lineups and stuff like that, and just like look at people while they're already there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great coach. I'm not great at improving people. I've even tried with you, Hugh. We've done a we've done a a, a jump shot workshop before, and uh-huh. I don't know how great I am at it. I don't know if it's a natural thing for me. So I'm gonna go GM. David, I'm I'm actually going to take the right of coach because
2: unlike Max, I feel like I could I, I feel like I could dress up some plays. Like I've always I've always felt like you know, um, you know, connecting on that level with players and being able to like, you know, obviously granted, I hope my my plays are good. I hope they're not like you know me myself plays. I hope they're like NBA coach caliber plays, but. Being able to, like, uh, you know, come up with defensive schemes, come up with, you know, uh, out-of-bounds plays. Like, I feel like that's definitely something interesting. And plus, you have to, like, kind of control the helm of the ship in terms of, like, the day-to-day, like, managing player relations, managing uh, player time. Uh, there, there's, I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, opportunity there to like connect with the players so I, I i feel like that would be the most satisfying because i feel like if, if i'm a gm then i feel like that's like so much like what if like there's so many routes you could go as a gm like you could you know you could be you know someone who just you have to exclusively you know you have to focus on college talent you have to focus on potential trades you have to be noticed you have to know what other teams' timelines are going to be for the next couple of years. It just seems like there's so much uncertainty to manage, whether if, if you're just coaching, then you just, you know, you get to just execute something and watch it be executed.
1: I think there's less pressure on a GM, though. Like, think about the Sixers. Like, everyone praised the GM of the Sixers for putting together this team, and then everyone's just shitting on uh, Brett Brown because he can't make it work there's a lot more job security in a gm and i feel like making trades is more fun than making plays i
0: huh. have thought so i have always thought i would love the role of coach i love to take my like philosophy and lead a team and be like guys here's what we're going to do like i love the the morale getting us all working together i'm a players guy you know like but then at the same and then i also have so many like theories about lineups that could work and things like that i'd love to try so i think i would enjoy being a coach more i would like to build that type of you know camaraderie day to day and get things to work out just build an ecosystem but if i had to choose nba gm or coach i'm actually going to take gm because of similar to what you said max You have such a short lifespan as a coach. There's so little trust, such a short leash as a coach. And so often I see coaches get fired for things that just, like, they had no control over. Like, sorry I didn't improve this complete mess of a team under this terrible owner. Like, it's just so hard sometimes versus a GM, like a lot of gms get hired and all you have to do is tell your owner like all right cool we're going to tank for 2 years and then you just have 2 years on the job that you get to really figure things out so i would mm. take gm just because it you know it yeah i would take gm just for the stability and all that and being able to be in the league longer then maybe if i really had that coaching itch i'd pull like a popovich and then try to insert myself as a coach if i get fired it's no big deal because then theoretically if i've got to the level where i can insert myself as a coach then i was a good enough gm to get another gm job somewhere
2: agree i don't know that's a, that's a good point about uh you know job stability and trust um you know you definitely as a gm you get to pick your coach but i don't know i feel like i feel like in terms of uh getting a getting out of you know getting what i want out of basketball i'd re- rather prefer uh
0: a coach if you're a gm you can fix having a bad coach if you're a coach you cannot fix having a bad gm that's a good point it baffles me that the such thing is a bad gm oh
1: like, and it is so bad bill it's simmons really loves just to... aggravating because there's a lot of you know just like there's a lot of just questionable moves that it's like even in the moment there are people in a city that are just like what the hell are you
0: doing? Like yeah. how can that be your job and you are bad at it, you know? Like Bill, Bill Simmons comments on this often how like the NBA specifically like is a- guaranteed there's always going to be one guy who's just atrocious at his job. Um like David Kahn, do you know who that is? I don't. He was the GM of <laughs> Exactly. He was the GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves and like, whew, just, just believed you know he 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 knew he just knew, and he didn't so. Looks um, like, well, like Vladdy Devots right now like. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes well,
1: you just like look at him and it's just like what the hell are you guys, guys doing? I mean, hey, all
0: you, you have to see with boss. all you have to see with David Kahn is. It, the Timberwolves had picks number five and six in two thousand nine. Took Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, and then Steph Curry went next. They yeah. had two tries to get that right. Two tries. Oh. That one
1: never made any sense because it's like, why would you draft a guy and his backup?
0: Yeah, exactly. The lottery. Oh my gosh.
1: I feel like I'd be great at drafting. Like, I feel like there's a lot of guys that it's like. There's a lot of, especially, like, upperclassmen college players that turn out just to be fine. Like, it's pretty easy to see that a lot of the time.
0: Here's the thing that I think happens is so often the people who get these GM jobs, the people with the audacity to, like, go and interview for the job of the head of all operations for a basketball team, the people going with, like, superb confidence and convince these owners, like, I'm your guy, are also the people who are like, I'm going to take the biggest swing. And, like, just, you know, it, instead of taking the more obvious guy, they, they think, oh, I get a... F-. They, they almost outthink themselves, you know? They they try to they try too hard to do the smart move, and it screws them up. I think that happens sometimes. Just, 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 like, their boldness can only take them so far. Kevin McHale was another bad GM, disappointingly so. Not for that reason, but just in general.
1: I don't think players really, like... Danny Ainge is honestly a rare exception, because most of them are terrible. But, yeah, and it's to be fair... I I, I disagree. Larry Bird. He wasn't a GM, was he? Yeah,
0: he was. He was GM of the Pacers.
1: No, I thought he was the... um, I thought he was, like, basketball operations. I don't think he was GM.
0: He might have... I think he was, because he won Executive of the Year, so he was, like, president of basketball operations um, like some weird but it, his role's just been decreasing every couple of years because of you know back problems yeah uh, well and what was the why is that yeah did, did i miss that? a joke
1: oh i thought i thought you were saying
2: like larry bird's uh pacers career you know he slowly got booted out of office because of his back
0: problems no well that, <laughs> i mean that is like yeah, that's what happened that's literally what happened really yeah like, his back just got worse. Like, that's why I stopped being a coach. Because he was like, I just can't... Like, that's why... Like, Steve Kerr might have the same wrong.
2: thing. What was wrong with... Lane Bird's back, damn.
0: Yeah.
1: If he can't move around and sit in chairs, it's kind of... It's a little limiting
0: to such a demanding job. But, uh, yeah, I think general managers... Uh, like, players just usually aren't that qualified. Like, they get them... For the sake of... You know, uh, I'm blank. I'm blanking so bad on the guy's name with the Pistons who won them the title. Oh, my... It's on the Isaiah the Thomas? Title. No, who's the GM? Dumars. Dumars, Joe Dumars. So he's another example of like... I don't know if he was good or bad. He was really good at the beginning, but then not so much after. So you could say that was luck, or I don't know.
1: Because he built the 2004 team, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. But... uh.
1: Yeah, and then they... Really fell apart fast. Kept taking... They took, like, Greg Monroe in the lottery and stuff.
0: (laughs) It's hard. I mean, look at, like... I know he's not a general manager, but Michael Jordan. Like, that man should... I don't know. That man was so... He's supposed to be the most competitive dude ever. And he's just uh, completely just wallowing in mediocrity. Yeah. It's hard to run... terrible
1: organization like the Hornets into the ground, but he is. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, you,
2: you just my, Michael Jordan <laughs> Michael Jordan is just ahead of ahead of everybody in the mental game. Like signing Nick Batum for a huge contract. That's just that's just part of the uh that's just part of the beginning, you know? Like he it's all about the, the mental game for him. Okay.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for you the documentary about the this twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. I was determined to sign and trade Kemba Walker for Terry Rozier. Can't wait for that explanation. I took it personally. (laughs) Yeah. That pissed Michael off.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So, Max, we're up to your your question.
1: All right. Kind of going with the GM theme. Would you rather – you're the Sixers GM. Would you rather trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid?
0: Ooh. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. What's the reason? Because Joel Embiid is better at his position by a lot. Joel Embiid is either the best or the second best center in the league, in my opinion. And Ben Simmons is a, a, like, top, like, in the top third of point guards, but, like, barely. And,. He kind of ruins the dynamic of any team that, you know, like, you, you, you can't have your ball handler, your primary ball handler, also not be able to shoot. Like, the, that whole step-back thing is so important. you, you got to space know. the floor. The, the, it's never been more important in the history of the NBA to be able to space the floor, ever. And yeah. at least Joel Embiid, who also can't space the floor, can make up for it by being... Incredibly dominant in the paint, where you know at least if you stick Joel and Bead at the rim, nobody under six nine is going to be able to drive and do anything. So, but if you stick Ben Simmons down there, then what's the point? It just doesn't make any sense.
2: See, I think this kind of stems from the problem that like uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are two completely different players, like. One of them thrives on pace and cl- being close to the rim. The other one, re- you know, relies on you know a, a slowed down game and you know being able to space the floor. I actually, you know, what? I think they both. I think Joel Embiid's sp- force spacing. I think it's. I think it's severely o- overrated, just because like he's not a reliable three point shooter. Yeah. For the amount of times he takes, he's not like a consistent you know threat. Like, people will, you know, some big men will just just let him shoot. So I I definitely think that, you know, saying, oh, simply because he takes three-pointers and misses more of them, uh, I don't feel like it's a good argument. Plus, I think Ben Simmons has had a more sustainable career. He hasn't gotten injured a lot, you know, as as much as Joel Embiid has been. So I feel like I'd go with Ben Simmons just because he's, uh, you know, a little bit younger, more durable, and I feel like, especially, you know, you talk about today's NBA. I feel like someone who, you know, a 6'11 point guard who, you know, may not be able to space the floor but brings that, you know, up and down pace that has kind of defined, uh, you know, the NBA today. I feel like that's something, you know, a team would rather be able to build around rather than a slow, injury-prone big man who, you know, can sometimes hit threes.
0: I think it's very bold to say that uh, Ben Simmons is... Less is more durable when the guy literally just this season was out again for a long stretch of the season where his team dropped all the way to the sixth seed because of back problems. Um, my thing with Simmons, it's just like it's just he's just so like Joel Embiid can be the best player on a championship winning team, like where he is right now. If he's the if you surround him with the right talent. He can be the best guy on a championship team. If you surround Ben Simmons with all talent that's inferior to him, there's no way in my mind they're winning the championship. Joe, Joe see, and I, I don't think Embiid, like, I agree he's not great at spacing the floor, and I don't, wouldn't even want him. I think he takes too many threes. I wish he took zero threes a game. That's not his role, but if you have four other guys who can, then that's, that's all you need. With Ben Simmons, if you have four other guys who can, you still need more out of that guy. And also, Ben Simmons, his handle isn't even very good in the half court. His handle, again, he's great in transition. He's an animal in transition. But once you get to, you know, a normal half court game, his passing's good, but he's, he, he can't even do that much off the dribble. Like, in general, there's so many other point guards with much better handle than him.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think, though, that, like, I still feel like if you want to talk about, like, engaging other players, obviously Ben and Simmons is, you know, a fantastic passer, and I feel like on the offensive end, Joel Embiid doesn't really offer you know his teammates too much. You know they could they could you know a defense could really clog the paint against him, and he you know forced to be kicked out to a shooter. You know you'd have to you'd have to essentially surround him with shooters. Rather Ben Simmons, you could have you know you could have shooters, you could have cutters, you can have you know uh, you could you know play the pick and roll. I feel like the versatility of his play style is a lot more apparent than someone with Joel. And plus, I think, you know, on the on the defensive end, I think Joel definitely has Ben Simmons beaten in that category. But Ben Simmons is very, very close. You know, he's a very good defender. He can True. defend one through four, you know.
0: I agree, I he's good at defense. That, like, but
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I think that, like, you know, I feel like the aspects that make Joel good are kind of, you know, are not as significant as his blind spots.
0: Embiid's not immobile either. Like, Embiid can move.
2: He can move, but it's, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, durability during a game, you know, comes into question.
0: Yeah, conditioning he does have to work on. I brought
1: it down to two factors. It was, if it was a trade, who, what do you get for him, and their potential? So I feel like you would get more if you traded Embiid. You would get more back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also think Simmons has more potential. I think Embiid is what he is. I don't see many other things that he can learn to do, you know? I think right. kind of this is what he is. This is his this is I think kind of his ceiling at this point. Whereas Simmons I think is so versatile. He's only twenty three. I think there's more untapped potential there. So I think if you were forced to trade him and you're not winning now, you might as well gamble on the potential of Simmons over the static of Embiid.
0: I just struggle with the fact that, like, I, if I want to win a championship, I truly believe I have to get a player to pair with Ben Simmons that is also better than Ben Simmons, which is a lot to ask. With Embiid, you can build a Giannis-esque system. Obviously not as good as Giannis. You'd probably have to pair him with another all-star. You, I, would, I would think Simmons could have a Giannis-like system. And you think that's enough? Really? You, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't think he's enough. He's just not that good of a scorer. He scored one point in a playoff game. I know that was a while ago, but like he's just generally... Yeah, but Joel I mean, Embiid missed like eight threes in a playoff game before. But that, in, in exactly. In, but my, my way to address that situation is why was he taking threes? You know, like there's no reason for... He should have enough people around him that he never has to take a three. Um, yeah, Joe Embiid, I
2: think he went like 0 for 14 in the game against Raptors.
0: Yeah, should not be taking threes. I, and against the Nets, too. It's it's definitely, I, yeah, the system right now that Embiid is in is so broken for him. It's, I think it complements Simmons more, but it's not good for either of them. So, I th-
1: yeah, I think it's a good question.
0: Uh, Next is David
2: okay all right so
0: back to the fun questions so (laughs) that was a fun one i enjoyed it no no no, no. more more having fun i would say
2: i would say less less serious Mm -hmm. so would you rather would you rather get dumped on by prime blake or play defense on prime boogie in the low post
0: Oh, that's a good one. And this is
2: like this is like for an entirety of a game.
0: Now, do they dislike me or are they just neutral towards me?
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing, I pick both of them because both of them, you know, their highlights they're mean in their highlights regardless who it is. Like they have contempt for everybody. Like if Blake if if Prime Blake is going up to dunk, he's going to slam it as hard as possible, no matter who's underneath it. And
0: if I don't know,
3: you're
2: trying to if you're trying to, you know, reach in on, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, he's going to try to, you know, basically bulldoze you, you know, bulldoze his way to the basket. So I I just kind of looked at them as as kind of like not having basically having beef beef with anyone.
0: I'm going to use a little bit of a cop out and say that if prime Blake was dunking on Isaiah Thomas, I don't think he'd be that mean. I don't know if he'd do it. I think he'd be more interested ah. in jumping over him than just ruining his life. It's
1: also not as much of
0: a highlight if, he, if he's dunking over someone. It's, exactly. So, so that's well, why okay. I'm saying I, I'd rather be dunked on by Blake in that scenario.
3: All
2: right. Let's say you're a power forward in the NBA.
0: Oh, okay. Then I'm right. yeah. Then I'm I'm taking on cousins and I'm trying to poke the ball out. I'm not trying to block Blake I'm trying to I'm trying to you know w- yeah yeah I'm taking I'm getting posted I agree up. because I because no one was watching Prime Cousins
1: Kings games so no one would ever <laughs> even get an inkling of knowing yeah. that you were getting schooled down in the post because no one cares see
3: see I would I'd rather get get
1: dunked on, on,
2: I'd rather get dunked on by Blake because you know yeah you live in infamy but like I feel like Trying to guard Cousins in the post, just I feel like there's just more pain, you know, like he's a big dude, and yeah. if if I start pissing him off, I do not want to get in the fight with
1: him. So
0: post in the chat, anyone watching, who would you rather take on? Would you rather get dunked on by Blake Griffin or posted up by Demarcus Cousins?
1: I have one that's similar. Uh, okay, would you have? Would you rather? Have someone step over you like Allen Iverson or dunk on you like DeAndre Jordan to Brandon Knight. So, would you rather be Tyron Liu or Brandon Knight in each of those scenarios?
3: Ah,
0: that's so hard.
1: Yeah, I like this one. It's a tough one.
0: I guess I'd probably rather be Brandon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Wow. At, because, because, Yes, you're being disrespected, but you're not being like personally disrespected. It's more like DeAndre is getting hyped up versus like with the step over, you are being like they 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 beat you and then they disrespected you. Like DeAndre had no choice but to disrespect that man with that dunk. At least at least here it's not, you know, I I'm not just getting clowned. DeAndre made the face though. He
1: made the face after.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, just getting dunked on it's not as rough as getting stepped over. You know, LeBron's been dunked on by enough people. Um, he hasn't been stepped over. It's just a whole different league.
1: Giannis has been stepped over by Mario Hezonja.
0: <laughs> Is that I didn't know that.
1: That's a real thing that happened on a Christmas Day game. <laughs> the Knicks versus the uh the Bucks mm-hmm. and Hazonia, like, kind of rattled in a dunk, because that's all he would be able to do. Yeah. And Giannis was, like, yeah, in I the vicinity. Yeah, and he tripped, and Giannis was on the ground, and Mario Hazonia stepped over him.
0: Hmm. And, like, everyone in the garden was, like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'd rather get dunked on, even though that might end up being painful, because Teodori, like, threw that man to the ground, if I recall to correctly. If I recall correctly. Yeah,
1: Knight hit the ground hard.
0: Yeah. So that might hurt, but still the step over, especially if it goes viral, just that's that... like what both of these players is known
1: for at this point.
3: Hmm.
0: You know,
1: All like right. that's
3: their
0: legacy. Brandon Knight and uh Tyron Liu? Yeah. Yeah. Dave
2: Tyron Tyron Liu is known for being the, the Cavs coach, I feel like now.
0: Is that I, don't know. I, I still remember him for. Yeah casuals, yeah, casuals know him for the step over. And that's it. <laughs> that, the ESPN's going to repost that on Instagram every year till we die.
1: That's true. But he'll also be surrounding rumors of, like, he might be the coach of this team for the next few years, too. True. Dave, did you make a choice?
2: I'd say, uh, I definitely say Tyron. Because, like, you're in the finals, you know. It, it seemed a lot less painful than Brandon
1: Knight. All right. We are, All right. We're at another stalemate. <laughs> so, Max, oh, Max oh, what okay. are you so, taking? I, I, I think you made a good point with the Brandon Knight one, is that, like, DeAndre Jordan was going to dunk that no matter who was in his way, and he probably didn't even know that it was Brandon Knight that he was dunking on at the time. Whereas, like, AI knew that Tyron Lue was guarding him and purposely stepped over mm-hmm. knowing it was Tyron Lue. So I feel like that's a bit more disrespectful. And I feel like the Knight is like, it's more of a situational play and it's less personal. So I think you could probably rub it off a little bit easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That, that was my reasoning. So I'm going with DJ and Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, well, I have a very uh, similar question. I, I It's somewhat similar. Like, it's almost similar. Or uh, I should say almost the exact same question. But would you rather be Brandon Knight or Anthony Bennett? Like, all, like, would you rather be someone who has a mediocre NBA career and is known for the absolute worst of low bites, or be a well-known draft bust who had almost no career?
0: Considering Anthony Bennett's career is the worst of lowlights, I'm gonna go Knight.
1: I'm gonna go Knight as well. Knight made bank on like one contract that he milked for like four years, so he's living fine. He doesn't care anymore. I don't know, man. That
2: guy has made I, I, I said I thought, I thought Brandon Knight would be the king of lowlights. Are you kidding me? He had that he had that time where he missed the game winner when he was playing for the Bucks, obviously getting dunked by DeAndre. He got crossed up by Kyrie Irving in the Rising Stars game. Like, he's known for the, the, the dude that just gets, you know, that's in the the, the worst, the, the shit end of the stick, essentially.
1: Yeah. yeah, but he was in the league for, like, eight years, so. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like if you saw Anthony Bennett in the street, I feel like you would kind of chuckle. Whereas if you saw Brandon Knight, it would be like, oh, hey, it's Brandon Knight. Like, you don't have the same like laughing stock reaction that's just me is like i feel like like through and through there's still a little bit more respect behind brandon knight than there is to
0: anthony bennett your expectation like you know bennett was a bust because people's expectations for him for too high were too high think about your expectations for yourself you just like you'd be so sad like he went number one and then just number one like and now uh, he's like barely even making money playing basketball Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a no-brainer for me. David?
2: Yeah, I I think I would be... I don't know. Because I feel like the thing with Anthony Bennett is, like, no one's still talking about him. There's been bigger draft busts, and they are since and, you know, before and since... Since? since.
1: Who's since? Tell me, please. He's the biggest bust yeah. of all. I was time. gonna say, and who before close. also?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Fair enough, but I, I'd, I'd still, yeah, I've hey, around
1: Knight. for like ten years.
2: I probably goke Brandon Knight. I just was thinking, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Brandon Knight, though. Like, I feel like he doesn't get, you know, I feel like he doesn't get the same, you know.
1: He doesn't get enough like hate. He, he doesn't. It's <laughs> not, not that he, down he down down doesn't,
2: down doesn't get enough hate. It's just like. He just, he just consistently gets, like, the worst lowlights. Like, the, the absolute worst.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Brandon Knight's life is a lowlight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so, sorry, Anthony, if you're listening. Who knows? You could be. You probably don't have anything else better to do. But...
0: Oh, no. All right. But, yeah, no, I would. I'll tee up another one for you guys. Yeah, we're probably closing in on the last few, right? I still have three. Okay. Would you rather... And, alright, I'll preface this by saying, you're like a, an average, like, starter. You're like a mid... like, not an all-star, but a starter. Would you rather sign a max contract with the Knicks or a minimum deal with the Warriors?
2: Are we talking, like, last year's Warriors or this year's Warriors?
0: Just the organization, I guess. Maybe how about this? Like, it's hard because, like, oh, an organization that really has their act together. Like, I could say the Celtics or something, you know, or the the Spurs. But, but I think it's a I... minimum deal. Yeah, but it's a minimum okay. deal.
2: Are you like how good of a player are you? Are
0: I'm you sticking with the yourself? Warriors. I'm going to say the Warriors, and they have Draymond, they have Steph coming back, and they have Clay coming back. So they're going to be contenders. And they, and, and
3: your.
1: Cody Zeller hitting free yeah. agency.
0: Yeah, and at any moment they could swing some trade, you know. Like they're they're a good organization. And or 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 a max deal with the Knicks. I'd take the max with the Knicks.
2: I'd take the max with the Knicks. Yeah, you're making money and like you can at least make the best of a bad situation. Right? Like I feel yeah. like I feel like I'd rather I'd rather get playing time and, you know, being able to save get it on a yeah. Yeah, get some stats, get something on the board rather than just be, you know, like... I'm
1: trying to think. Alec Burks, now he's not on the Warriors. He was. But... He was. He was, but... he was this year. It's, it's, it's... When they were bad. Um, it will be... Uh, Eric Pascal. Sean Livingston was like that. He took minimum deals with the Warriors instead of longer deals with other teams.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of my thought is... If I take the minimum deal with the Warriors, I could parlay that into, you know, the, playing for the Warriors is going to make me look better than I are, I actually am. And I could get a, a good deal later with a team that's I, not the Knicks. You can argue the exact
1: same thing with the Knicks. It's like, but I'll I would argue be that, making more money, and I'll put up empty stats, and I'll look better than I am.
0: Okay, fair, fair. You could put up empty stats. But Michael Carter-Williams effect. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. But, um, yeah, so I guess either way. 'Cause that, my my idea is the reason with the Warriors thing is I take the minimum deal with the Warriors, I get to play with the Warriors, and then I can get, get a max deal or a better deal with another respectable team and just never have to play for the Knicks.
1: I love Knicks fans. So I I think it would be pretty funny. Fair enough. Yeah, I would make
2: I would make the best the, out of the situation. Even if we were losing, I'd just like say stuff to get headlines. Yeah. I kind, like, em- you know, I kind like, of I kind of envy a,
1: Yeah, I kind of envy a guy like Julius Randle, who's just, like, technically the best player on the Knicks, but not really. And he makes bank, and all the fans are just like, eh, he's not bad, but, you know. we It's like, yeah, we suck, but we
0: love him.
3: You know, that sort yeah. of
0: thing. Yeah, they, they love, um, what's his name? Oh, uh, the Frank guy. Milikina. Who's the, the international guy that they drafted a couple of years ago?
1: Frank Milikina.
0: Oh, that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They love him yeah, for Frank no good smokes. reason. Frankie Smokes, exactly. Yeah, he's like, they have like
1: the dumbest rotation of point guards, and they love all of them for like the wrong reasons. There's Frankie Smokes, who they still think is going to be like, he's going to live up to his lottery status. The same thing with Dennis Smith Jr., who they should have drafted in the first place, and they traded
0: Porzingis for. I was just going to mention him too, and like that's, yeah, that is why I wouldn't want to play for the Knicks, is because I wouldn't want him as my teammate. And then Alfred Payton,
1: who, like, cut his hair and everyone forgot about him. <laughs> so that's yeah. their point guard rotation. And it's, like, it's an endearing bad franchise because, like, the casual fan kind... Like, if you if you suck and you're getting playing time on the Knicks, there's a lot of people who are going to know your name just because of how much press they get, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like there's more people with eyes on... Mitchell Robinson than there are on the seventh guy on the Warriors. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Could launch your your brand. Yeah. Even if it is kind of an inflated thing. If Yabu Selli can do it, you can do it. Well. He owns what hors d'oeuvres now. Yeah. My guy. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> All right. Now, Max, tee Um.
1: Would you rather be Bobon or Taco? <sighs> You're a giant man whose life is going to be inconvenient for the rest of your life. Yeah. You are doomed to be
0: a meme player Wait. your entire career.
3: I think um, I can answer this in Bob- one question. Yeah.
0: Bobon is in John Wick, correct? Yes. Bobon. Good choice. I'd say I'd say
2: Taco. He's a he's a little bit like there is like the the like Bobon definitely looks like <laughs> he definitely looks like more of a giant person than Taco does. Like Taco like the thing is is like if if if, if both of them were like like you know six foot, like Taco would look like a normal person, but Bobon looks like he would still look, be a giant. I wanna Boban see like a five four
0: Bobon. <laughs> Oh man.
1: He would look like a little
0: gremlin. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. So like Bobon looks like I'd rather be Taco. Like like Taco at least is like attractive.
1: Hey, don't hate on Bobon like that.
2: No, I love I love Bobon. He definitely like fulfills like the like I love I don't know if you know this, there's a subreddit which is just like Bobon holding things.
1: <laughs> That's a fantastic idea.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's 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 you know
1: a great source of entertainment. Yeah, but uh, I also think Tato's like... job is easier. Like he doesn't play, but Bobon does make money because he actually make has like a contract.
0: Yeah, well so. Bobon, yeah he gets, yeah he, he has like crazy efficiency points too. The only problem is he can play like he can only play like twenty minutes a game. Oh, less than that. Yeah, it's like weird. ten. Why? What's up with that? Is that just like,
1: endurance, yeah. That's so weird it's, to me. That's the crazy thing about someone like Yao Ming, like yeah, who could play a full game. I mean, g- granted, he only lasted like six seasons. Yeah, but maybe that's why. Seven, um, I think. But yeah, yeah. There must just be. I I think it's just durability and, um, endurance at the same time. Like none of them are very fast people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at a certain point, like just posting people up and scoring is not worth the points in transition you give up and the switches on picks and stuff like that mm-hmm. so what would you take but, Max I think I think Boban just because um, he actually seems i I would argue he might be a little less popular than Taco right now but he has more of a job <laughs> right now um, we know that Bobon is good at basketball. Yeah, that's Taco exactly what I was. Kind was... of just like a character right now. That's and what I'm not I was really positive it. if he's going to be around forever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all right. yeah, that was mine.
0: You're up, David.
2: I I have done all six of my would you rathers.
0: What are you? All right, all right. I'll go. I'll take another. Yeah. Would you rather win an NBA Most Valuable Player Award or an NBA Finals Most Valuable Player Award? MVP or Finals MVP? I think MVP. I
1: think more people recognize that as a meaningful award than a Finals MVP. But so you'd be in like a... All
0: right, all right. So you, would yeah, you, I'd rather be Giannis than Andre Iguodala. <laughs> like, but, then, but is is it Giannis or Iguodala? Or is it like um, D. LeBron Rose or, or Kawhi? LeBron, I don't know. Like... D. Rose or Kawhi. Oh, okay. You know, um, it could go either way. I, that That's just one that's way to look true. at it. Yeah. Um, I do agree that the MVP is more of a predictor of having a successful basketball career. You have a lot more are not a lot, lot, more, but you have more examples of finals MVPs who weren't as great. Like you know, just just looking back, there's just little ones like uh, Tony Parker, yeah, uh, Chauncey Billups. Uh, yep, yeah, you're. I mean, you're hitting all the ones I was. I would have hit. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, even like James Worthy, who like is great, but he's not Magic, who won an MVP, or Kareem, who also won an MVP. He, yeah. he just won the finals MVP. I'm trying to think of people who won MVPs but not finals. Uh, Barkley. Um, Malone, I think. Yeah, Malone. Steve Nash. Yep, those, those three all examples. Yeah, I like that one more. <laughs> I would say this. If I would rather win a finals MVP than an MVP because I value winning a championship so much, and like I said, it would torture me if I was a Charles Barkley and never won one. Like I'd rather be Tony Parker than Charles Barkley, but if I didn't win a the or if I if I was gonna win a championship, I'd I'd be very happy. I'd rather be Steph Curry than Tony Parker. I'd rather have the MVP and the ring, but no Finals MVP than uh, just the Finals MVP. So that's how I I maneuvered it myself. But what about you, David? Agreed, agreed. I'm with you. Not
2: going. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I. That, that's a tough one, because I feel like. So it'd be the MVP. Hmm. The options were MVP or what?
0: Finals MVP. Finals MVP. Um.
2: Uh, see. Listen, I feel like if you're finals MVP, then you've already played in the finals and you get that extra recognition of being the best player in the finals. So, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like that that definitely definitely holds a lot of value at least to me.
0: final answer? Yeah. So you're going finals. Okay. And my and Max is going with MVP and I went with like both (laughs) like if if i won a championship yeah way to answer your own question if i won a championship taking mvp if i or if i if i didn't win a wait this is backwards if i won a championship i'll take mvp but if the only way i win a championship is finals mvp i'm taking finals mvp um yeah so uh max how many do you have left uh i have one more left all right give yours
1: Mine, uh. Okay, so here's mine. Mine is you're the Bucks. You're Bucks fans. You're the organization, however you want to see it. You either win one championship with Giannis and he leaves, Kawhi style, or he stays his entire career and never wins a ring.
0: Easy money. Easy. What? I'm taking the ring in a second. No doubt. And he leaves? Yeah. See ya. What, what use are you to me if you can't win me one ring? The only reason they would sign this guy was for the promise of winning a ring. Not to be the greatest buck of all time. No, like what, what he can't. He first off, he doesn't win a ring. He's not the greatest buck of all time. That's Kareem. But secondly, like I the point uh, every season I'm setting out if I'm anyone on the Bucks. Uh, you know, if I work for the Bucks to win a championship. That is our goal as a team. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to win a championship. Usually signing one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, is to do that. But if you're not serving that goal, then there's no reason to have them. Dave, what do you think? No comment. Again, All agreed. Right. Agreed. I'm on board. Um yeah. Sounds like we're Max, unanimous. What do you, then. you think? <laughs> yeah, you do, do. I don't you... know. I
1: I think I don't know. I I am I I like team loyalty a lot. Well, I ma- think it says a lot about
0: someone's career. And I'll pose the question to you, Max. Um if I told you that Jason Tatum cannot win a ring with the Celtics. It is written in stone, he cannot win a ring with the Celtics. How much longer do you want us to keep Jason Tatum? Hmm.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
0: I'd want him gone yesterday. I'd be like, okay, let's move on. It was nice having him, let's get a guy who can win a championship. I mean, that's kind of why we got rid of Isaiah Thomas, rest in peace. Yeah, I
1: don't know, you'd know you'd be competitive for a long time. Yeah, but... Uh, for a lot of franchises, that's enough.
0: Yeah, not enough for me. It's the best or nothing. That's a car slogan, right? The best or nothing? Yeah, I think that's like uh, like Ford that, or something. Or is that... So hard, maybe? <laughs> I want to yeah. say... Oh, it's. I'm going to look it up. The best or nothing. Mercedes-Benz. David's rejoined. Mercedes-Benz, the best Mercedes or nothing. Mercedes-Benz is the best or nothing. I should okay. have known that. And the reason I knew that it was a slogan was because I've edited some commercials for Mercedes. Not for them, but for a class. It was like a project. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're
1: employed, but we're not that employed. No, no, no. Uh, Dave, the general qu- the question was, would you rather, if you're the Bucks or the Bucks fans, would you rather win one championship with Giannis and he leaves, Kawhi style, or he stays his entire career with you, but he doesn't win a ring?
2: Um, I'd rather him stay. wrong like, listen, listen, like, I, I mean, if he likes playing in my city, then I want to keep him. I think that's the fine thing. If he wants to leave, then I'll let him leave. You know, if I'm like, let's say the GM. But I, I, I definitely think that like, you know, there, there is use to going beyond just being, you know, just winning a ring. Like, they're, they're, I think Milwaukee is a very small market team. And I think if you're someone like them, you know, like Max said, sometimes just going to the finals is is enough, especially for a team, you know, for a team that isn't the Lakers, you know, Bulls, Celtics, Knicks, Warriors, etc.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say the Knicks, but. You do make an um, interesting point. And. I would think you look at someone like Vince Carter and what he did for basketball culture in Toronto. Exactly. That if I want to, again, my, I, I stand by the fact that my end goal is always to win the maximum amount of rings. But if taking those years to invest in building a very, very strong basketball culture to the point that maybe other stars want to come here, maybe our franchise goes, grows in value more because we know NBA teams with like the, the salary cap isn't perfectly even. Um, or at least I don't think it is. I think right it, it's it's pretty
1: close, but it's I close, mean, there's I think definitely there's, there's always going to be an advantage to the bigger market
0: teams. Yeah, just I think there's a little revenue a preference kick you get for uh, like syndicated TV. I don't know, or at least they don't have to spend as much on certain things because they're getting so much ticket revenue and stuff. There's definitely mm-hmm. advantages, and I think growing your team, if that eventually that that could service you in winning more titles and it just yeah and
1: if you're if for front office it'll continuously sell tickets it'll add to the prestige of your franchise and sometimes that can just be enough it's like you know you're going to be relevant for 15 years whereas if you get rid if he leaves or you get or you get rid of him who knows what happens after that you know like what hap- what would have happened if the raptors suddenly became like one of the worst teams in the east after this year do you think they would still think it was worth it see i'd say yes but that's just me like, yeah I, I it it depends the canadians are really nice so who knows but um it might be the same in milwaukee i don't I think, think we like look
0: back on pierce garnett and allen nearly as kindly if they don't get one ring out of that i think mm-hmm. we look back and it like that was fun but not like like we kind of worship them Or at least Boston people do, because they brought us home a championship for the first one in what twenty two years. Yeah, yeah.
1: but like think about someone like Damian Lillard, who's basically like the face of the entire Blazers franchise at this point. Yeah, and he hasn't won anything, but it's just made them. You know, he's a he's a good figure for their team, and it makes them relevant as long as he's around some small franchises could that's all they could ask for sell their jerseys and stuff Exactly.
0: so those are all the ones that i have i'm done with mine all right i'll give my last one and it's the spiciest one okay um would you rather have magic johnson or michael jordan as your teammate magic I'm also going to specify, you, you, Magic Johnson is your teammate, and it is the mid-'80s, and Michael Jordan is your teammate, and it's the mid-'90s. All right, yeah, Magic. Magic.
2: I, I don't want Jordan. I'm going Michael. Every single practice. I'm going Michael. Yeah,
1: am I, what's, what's his name from the last dance that he just bullied all the time? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, the Yukon uh,
2: guy.
0: Bill, no. Bill Purdue? Uh, no, no, the rookie. The Yukon guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Scott. Yeah, Scott Burrell. Yep, Scott Burrell. Scott is Burrell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd much rather be like a bum on the Lakers with Magic than a bum on the Bulls. Magic is like the coolest guy ever. Yeah, like, I'd he go is out, so like, nice. He's, he's gonna pass go you the with. ball too, which is nice. Yeah, I'm taking yeah, Jordan.
2: He's a, he's a guy I'd rather go out with.
3: You know? Seems like, like
0: it's a more positive experience with Magic. He was just into nagging. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'd like to look back and be like, we did this as a team. You know, I'd like to be Steve Kerr and look back and be like, we, it was hard. It was a process. It was torturous at times, but we got through it. We got rings out of it. We achieved actual greatness out of it, which, yeah, but so did the Lakers and they didn't have to go through the torture. Yeah, they did, but they, it wasn't, it wasn't as like the same no level time. of but it wasn't the same level as the sum is greater than its parts. The parts were so good with the Lakers that it was kind of going to happen anyway. There were a couple years with the Lakers where they really no-showed like 86 when they got beat by the Rockets who were like m- mediocre. No, I'm not mediocre, but they were like, not great. When Ralph Sampson know. personal preference when Ralph Sampson in a very young to take out Magic and Kareem, you know that's not the, the mentality. But no, I agree. I see why it would be a lot of fun. And if it's mid-80s Magic, that man's taking you if you want if you think going around LA with LeBron is fun, going around LA in the 80s with Magic Johnson is like the peak of fun. Yeah. Like, that is, you know, as long as you don't catch any uh, diseases, um, like that is, it doesn't get much better than that. Mm-hmm. But I You're still. you coming take, around. I still no, but I still take Michael because I just the, uh, just the be able to say I played with the best and he pushed me and I I believe I theoretically I'll have believed that I got to be the best basketball player that I could be. I just that there's something about that that I really just admire. So I'm taking Jordan.
1: You think Bill Winnington? thinks that Jordan made him the best basketball
0: player he could be. No, but I'm not going to be Bill Wennington, all right? In this fictional scenario, I'm not Bill Wennington. I don't see a fictional scenario in which you're on the Bulls and you're not Bill Wennington. Plus, I'll be there longer. Give me, like, five to six years with him. That's that's my, uh... that's the In this hypothetical, I figure it's, like, five to six years with Magic or Michael. If it's a yeah. year, then, like, I don't know. It's It doesn't really... I'm kind of it's a one. if you're getting the same outcome of like rings and stuff like that i'd much rather look
1: back on it fondly than be like yeah you know what it was kind of a dick and it was kind of hard
2: all right guys do you guys want to hear my basketball fun fact of the week i would let's hear it okay so uh
1: um you didn't even clear your throat you're just making a sound yeah
2: yeah, I'm passing time because I, I, I have to look up what this guy's name was. Okay, uh, the so in, in 1988, Riles and Co., Pat Riley's NBA corporate entity, trademarked the term 3 P after it was being spoken about you know, uh, consistently heading into the Los Angeles Lakers' 1988-1989 season. Oh, boy. While they did not 3 P, the Michael Jordan Bulls did. Mm-hmm. You know, essentially beating, you know, Pat Riley's New York Knicks several times in the process. However, Pat Riley got the upper hand as for every championship, every three-peat, they had to pay him $150,000 in royalty, summing to $300,000 throughout the 90s. Wow. Yes. Good for Pat. So what I, did a not, I did not even know that three-peat was a term that you know, was trademarked, you
1: know. Well, LeBron's trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, so apparently you can just trademark whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Clearly.
2: That's
1: a
0: good note to end on.
1: That was a good fun fact.
0: Yeah. Thank you, David. Thank you, viewers, listeners, however you're consuming this podcast. This has been the Past First Podcast with Hugh, Max, and David. Please follow us on our Twitter account at Past First Pod, and you can watch us live where, where you will see us tweet out when we are going live. And you can watch us live at twitch.tv slash passfirstpodcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where David is going to drop a spicy new video. He's been hyping yes. it up for literally weeks now. We're kind of waiting on it, but it's coming.
3: It's going to be great. By the
0: time this podcast is up, it will be up. There you go, David. Now you have a hard deadline. Um, mm. And, yeah, so you can check that out on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Watch us on Twitch. And... We'll be back in uh, probably about a week from today with our next podcast. So follow the podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Soon enough, we'll be on Apple Podcasts. And, yeah, keep up if you like the content. All right. Good pod, everyone. Goodbye. See you guys next time.